It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Houston Astros. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so... Farm Friday with the Houston Astros. You may know them. They're in the ALCS right now. Uh, but we're going to start off in A-ball. Uh, you've got the Fayetteville Woodpeckers in North Carolina. Uh, and High A as well as the Asheville Tourists. Same state, opposite ends. So pretty lo- surprisingly long drive from one to the other. But tons of outfielders down here in this system, right? So single A couple of the guys there, recent draftees. Outfielder Drew Gilbert, 2022 first rounder out of Tennessee. Got like six games. Not even worth talking about the stats. Here's what you need to know. Drew Gilbert's a smaller guy as far as physical stature. 5'9", 185. But he doesn't play like he's small. Very flashy player. Uh, Plus arm. Plus hit tool. Plus defense. He's speedy. Uh, One of those guys, tons of energy. And I say that he is a smaller guy, but he doesn't have the bat, at least in college, didn't have the bat of a smaller guy. 141 career games, 341, 400, 534 is the slash line. 22 home runs, 63 extra base hits, 78 strikeouts to 55 walks in his college career. His slugging percentage his last year of college was 8 54. And it's because he hit 21 doubles. He didn't dramatically increase his home run production. It was the doubles. But that's what Drew Gilbert gives you is he's going to make a bunch of contact. Um, He's got just a twitchy left-handed hitter, tons of bat speed, tons of foot speed, enough strength to send some balls out. But it's a pretty safe profile, right? He can play up the middle defensively. He's got decent contact skills. Gives you a higher floor. The concern is because of the physical stature is the ceiling a little bit lower as well. But first rounder, expect him to probably be in high A to double A next year when he, you know, in his first full year in the bigs. Right behind him, drafted the round later, outfielder Jacob Melton, number four prospect in the system. Um, 2022 second rounder out of Oregon State, 6'3", 208. A little bit of a different physical profile. Fit to me, one of those ideal kind of corner guys. Uh, plus speed, above average power. I've seen some people give him 70 speed, but 102 college games, 364, 428, 660, 23 home runs, 57 extra base hits, 86 strikeouts to 41 walks, and 29 to 31 on stolen bases. Looks a little more. Left-handed hitter can play center, but I think him and Gilbert give you a nice center field, right field combo. Um, You know, plus runner, plus raw power. I think he would be average to above average in center field. But again, if you got Gilbert in center, you can put him in right field. You're going to have a pretty good defensive outfield. 
between these two guys. He can hit to all fields. He absolutely crushes fastballs. He's not worried about the velocity. You can get there's some swing and miss in there against breaking balls and off-speed stuff. Something you're typically going to see out of a raw college hitter. He just needs he'll need a little bit of work. He got 19 games in low A. 324, 424, 577. Give him a year or two to adjust. I think he'll be fine. The number 13 prospect in the system, also an outfielder, also drafted this year, 2022 11th rounder, Ryan Clifford. One of your prep guys, you can tell, because he's an 11th rounder. But uh, 6'3", 200. The thing here is he's probably going to be limited to a corner, right? He's got He's a fringy runner. He's got... Okay, solid enough arm strength, but uh, he's a he's a bat first prospect. He the the concerns I have here, he's a little physically maxed out. He's been six three two oh six for a little while now as a prep player, and then he's got a decent. He's got a good approach at the plate. He's uh he's dealt with older competition while he's been traveling. He was on the twelve under USA national team, the fifteen under USA national team. But I'm worried his power has come more from like brute strength than from having fantastic bat speed or anything. And so there's a little bit of risk there where he's going to have to have very good timing, very good pitch recognition and pitch discernment to be a professional hitter um, as far as like having your, your, your hit tool being anything better than average, right? Because the elite bat speed isn't necessarily there. He's kind of brute strength things out through his prep career. So big bonus, 1.2 million. uh, And one of the higher risk but higher reward profiles if it works out. Again, probably going to be a corner. If it's me, I'd put him in left. There's your outfield right there. Gilbert, uh, Gilbert in center, Melton in right, Clifford in left. You have a whole outfield that you can make of just minor leaguers. Not the first time we'll do this in this show. There's a ton of minor leaguers in this system. Do want to mention um, pitcher Alex Santo, 6'3", 215. He was a 2020 second round supplemental out of high school. Uh, just repeated low A. He got 12 games in last year, repeated it, got 23 this year. Interesting tools, super toolsy, as you would expect from a highly drafted prep pitcher, just needs some polishing. So the stats, 82 and two-thirds games in low A, 599 ERA. Like I said, you need some polishing here. Uh, 104 strikeouts to 37 walks, so about 11 and a half strikeouts per nine, about four walks per nine. 15 home runs allowed. So bad stuff's out of the way. Here's the good stuff. Okay, so four-seamer, very, very good spin to the the ball. Uh, We all know the Astros, uh, they love, they they coach up, they teach up the elevated fastball. I could have called this elevated fastball Friday. I probably was going to make that joke in the second segment. But four-seamer sits 93, 94. He can touch 95 with it. Tons of spin to it. Curveball plus pitch as well. They play really well together to go along with that. He's got a changeup, I think can be an average pitch. Um, and then the slider. He's working on adding a slider into all of this. The thing Alex Santos has to do to bring the walks down is just be able to spot the secondaries where he wants them, the changeup and the slider. They're still newer pitches. He's working on those. And then repeat his delivery consistently. 
Uh, that lack of consistency is one of the reasons why he doesn't necessarily throw as many strikes as he needs to. And I think that that's something that he can add. Um, all these guys have been in low A. A guy in high A, another outfielder, shocker, is Colin Barber, number 16 prospect in the system, 2019 fourth rounder out of high school. Uh, hasn't really played a ton. You know, he got a full season of rookie ball in 2019. So it's what, 20 something, 30 games. Uh, played a little bit of indie ball in 2020 because of the pandemic. 2021, got about 16 games in, injured his shoulder, season-ending surgery. So this year was his first full year of baseball uh, since 20, his prep year of 2018, right? Um, so the thing here, 63 games, 298, 408, 450. Seven home runs, 18 extra base hits, 30 walks to 57 strikeouts in 63 games, 7 of 11 on stolen bases. He's done a lot of work to retool kind of fundamentally his approach at the plate. His stance is different. His swing is different. He had a lot of a lot of ground balls, a lot of, uh, like, especially to the right side, had a lot of swing and miss. And so now he's got a little more natural loft to his swing. Uh, he, you know, he's got above average power now, uh, especially to the left side. Last year... He looked like he was really aggressive at the plate in that small sample size. Fixed a lot of that this year. So offensively, not as concerned about where he is now. Uh, defensively, speed's above average. Arm is average to above average. Can play center field, can play right field. You've got options there. But uh, really good work ethic, really good uh, attitude about the whole thing. He obviously hasn't gotten a ton of baseball underneath him, but he's kept... Uh, the the right mindset and the right work ethic behind it. So I feel good about what about what Colin Barber is going to be able to achieve as a professional ball player. In just a minute, I want to get to the AA Corpus Christi hooks. There's a ton of pitchers here. I'm going to make the elevated fastball Friday joke again. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the NBA season. You can get the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, like, oh, I don't know, the MLB playoffs. They obviously don't write this copy for us. They write it for the football and the basketball guys. But MMA, boxing, golf, that's all here. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, the Corpus Christi hooks. Bunch of pitchers I want to talk about. First one, number seven prospect in the system, right-hand pitcher Spencer Aragetti. I'm assuming you say his name like you say spaghetti. It's what it looks like on here. So, Spencer Aragetti. Um, 2021 sixth rounder out of Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, so, he's, so he's a raging Cajun. 6'2", 186. And the thing here is the analytics on this guy are stupid, okay? So the fastball is, it's just fantastic. Um, it's, I mean, it, it's, they, I've seen above average, I've seen plus, I think it's a plus pitch, but uh, it, it sits 94, 95, he can touch 99 with it, it's got a lot of late life to it, heavy ride, it is, it is, 
all of the metrics behind the pitch itself are very good. And then all of the stuff that comes in with it. It's got a lot of induced vertical break, more than average, has a very flat approach angle because he gets tons of extension, almost seven feet of extension. We've talked about extension before, how it makes these things play up. So the fastball in and of itself is above average to plus, but it plays up even more. He he releases it from a lower release point. So again, very flat angle, a lot of movement to it. It's a hard pitch to deal with. To go along with that, he's got a, a like a sweepy Yankee style slider, sits in the low to mid 80s, ton of horizontal break to it, tons of spin to it. So same thing, two pitches, plays they play very well off of each other to righties. He does one of those um, split specific kind of sequencing things when he faces a, a, a lefty. He doesn't throw the slider and instead he has a curveball that that has a little more downward movement than the slider does and then he throws out a he throws out a changeup which is nothing special but it's it's a work in progress and I think it can, it can get to average. So fastball really unique pitch. Again, love what the fastball does. Two distinct breaking balls although he doesn't throw uh, the the curveball a lot to righties and doesn't throw the slider to lefties, so maybe something to work on with some comfort there on it. But two unique breaking balls, a fantastic fastball. Uh, command is only about average, and I think some of the walks that you see from him uh, end up being because he's struggling to kind of land some of those secondary, specifically the curveball and the changeup for strikes. Uh, 27 games and 106 innings this year. 55 walks to 152 strikeouts. So like four and a half walks per nine. And it's because the curveball and the changeup don't always land for strikes like he wants them to. Again, I think he should use the slider more against uh, righty, uh, against lefties, but he feels comfortable with the, with the curveball and the changeup against lefties. Uh, if all of this stuff works out, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... Top end, number three, more likely number four. But either way, I like Spencer Arrogetti's stuff, especially the fastball. It's just a fun, like analytically, it's a fun fastball to watch. Uh, Right-hand pitcher Jamie Melendez, number 10 prospect in the system, 2019 IFA. And the thing here is the fastball, above average fastball, has a lot of like carry to it in the zone. Uh, changeup, one of the best changeups in the system. The issue that he has here is the fastball doesn't have a ton of velocity. A righty throw in 92-93 isn't necessarily going to light the world on fire. And I and so I think that's part of the reason why you don't see him, you see some people saying, oh, he's probably going to be a middle reliever versus a starter, is because none of these, you know, is because the, the fastball doesn't have great velo to it. Again, changeup's best in the system. It's got a lot of spin to it. It's got some cut to it. You know, it kind of looks a bit like a cutter. Uh, slider, I think, could get to plus. It's probably average right now. Uh, curveballs below average could get to average. But again, like it's just the whole thing is based off of deception, craftiness, pitchability, and there's usually a ceiling to those type of guys, right? Like those guys typically don't end up being your front of the rotation guys because you just don't have the stuff. So again, back half, number four, number five, possibly a middle reliever. Kind of depends on 
You know, some of the stuff didn't have an amazing year in Double A Corpus Christi this year. Um, five oh, it was a, what was it? A five oh one ERA, uh, two and eight record. Not that I care about win loss record of the minors, but two and eight record, five oh one ERA in seventy three and two thirds innings, with a hundred and six strikeouts to fifty one walks. So six point two walks per nine. Trying to get guys to chase and stuff because you can't blow a fastball by them. So. Something to work on with Jamie Melendez. Again, like some of the stuff there. Love the change up. Um, like the fastball up in the zone. You just have to get, like, without more velocity on it, it's hard to to project him to go any farther than at best back of the rotation. Number 18 pitcher in the or prospect in the system, right-hand pitcher Jaden Murray. So 2019, 23rd rounder. Doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, out of junior college by the Cubs, was traded over midseason. And it's something, uh, so he's got two fastball variations. Um, you know, when it when he's throwing the four-seamer, it's sitting there like 96, 97. He's got a two-seamer about 93 or so. Uh, the thing here with all of this stuff, I mean, he's got a uh, slider, sits in the low 80s, kind of sweepy. He's got a changeup, kind of fringy. It's a little hard, you know, high, high, high 80s. But the thing with all of this stuff is they're all strikes. He can throw any single one of them for strikes. Um, in 2021, he was top 10% of all pitchers in minor league baseball that hit 90 innings. As far as like, he threw strikes at like 68% of the time. So fantastic control can land anything for strikes. Again, uh, fastball is not like a typical control artist slow fastball. He can get some velo on it. He can get it up to 97 or so. So I think you could see number four or so starter just based off the fact that he's got great control and he's getting some decent velo out of it. Again, I, th- I think the changeup's a little fringy. You've got the fastball that it's mostly a four seamer. There's some of them that read as two seamers in the analytics. Uh, sw- slider is above average. I think it's enough for you to have a starter out of this. Um, but again, probably back half of the rotation. In just a minute, I want to get to the Sugarland Space Cowboys. One, it's a fantastic name. The logo's cool, all of that stuff. But once we, you know, but there's some, uh, some more outfielders here. Of course there is. And then a bunch of dudes who are currently with the big league team in the playoffs. And we'll get to that right here Unlocked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So, the AAA Sugarland Space Cowboys. Two noteworthy guys here. Again, both of them uh, spent at least some time in the outfield. Pedro Leon, number five prospect in the system. We've talked about him before. He was uh, he was a, a 2020 international free agent. Played center field. Didn't get to the States until 2021. Missed spring training. He's 20, 23 years old last year. And they said, hey, you're going to play shortstop too. Uh, of his first 71 games, 48 of them were at shortstop after being like, after being an outfielder his whole life looked pretty good. Uh, defensively, he can play both. He's got 70 speed. He's got a plus arm. I like him as a plus center fielder and above average, uh, shortstop. He's got the arm strength to be an impact everywhere. He had a throw in spring training that hit 98. Um, he, he struggled offensively last year. I mean, pretty rough. When he was in AAA last year, it was the end of the season, but 
131-293-164 this year. Whole season at AAA has looked pretty good. I don't quite think he's a finished product yet, though. 228, 365, 431, and 115 games. 17 home runs, 47 extra base hits. A lot of that's owing to the speed. 71 walks to 145 strikeouts. Again, 115 games, 145 strikeouts. Was 38 of 56 on stolen bases. But I think a lot of this is he's got he got a late start to professional baseball, right? He didn't, I mean, he didn't get into professional baseball until age 23 because of all of the work that always happens when you're dealing with he had the pandemic, then he had the whole defecting from Cuba, the visa to get here, everything like that. So has some work to do. Struck out a lot when he first got called up last year. Looked better after that. Same thing this year. Started off slow. Looked better as the year kind of progressed. I feel like defensively, he's going to be a utility guy. He's going to play center field for you. He's going to play shortstop for you. He can fill in at either corner or at second if you need it. Offensively, I think the reason you're going to see him as a utility guy is because I think there's a cap to the power. And I know you're saying, but Lindsey, he hit 17 home runs this year. And like he did. He's 5'9", 185. He's pretty maxed out. And a lot of those home runs felt like they were kind of pulled and wind-assisted at times. The speed is real. The speed is playable. But when the power ceiling is as low as it, I think it's going to be at the big league level, that's a guy you typically don't have as a starter every day. That's somebody who you have um, in a utility role. And maybe he comes out next year and puts up a 550 slugging. I would love to be wrong on this. I just think that's what Pedro Leon is destined to be as a utility guy. But he's going to be a gosh darn good one. You're going to be happy to have him on your roster. He's going to be that guy that fills in a lot of roles. And from what I've been told, he's great in the clubhouse. And that always helps. Number nine prospect in the system. Stop me if you've heard this before. It's another outfielder, Justin Durden. So 2020 undrafted free agent. Again, don't worry about a guy being undrafted in 2020 because lots of folks were only five rounds. Uh, Southeastern Missouri State. So he he was in low A and high A last year. This year was double A, triple A. Three-fourths double A, one-third triple A. Stats this year in 124 games. 302, 384, 558. 24 home runs, 69 extra base hits, 51 walks to 134 strikeouts and 12 of 15 on stolen bases. Justin Durden is above average at about everything. He can play all three outfield spots. He can hit. He can hit for power. He can run. He's got a good arm. He is average to above average at everything. None of those tools are a carrying tool. Justin Durden is very much a... I am a jack of all trades. we, I feel like a lot of prospect people say, oh, he's a fourth outfielder, a lot. And when they say that, they typically mean something about his game is not good enough to be a starter. I genuinely think Justin Durden has the perfect skill set to be a number four outfielder. To be a guy, he pinch hits, he starts twice a week, he's a pinch runner for you, he comes in as a defensive replacement. Uh, I mean... He, it, he feels like he fits that role perfectly. Now, what am I rooting for him to be a starter one day? I absolutely am. I mean, he put up a 
1,000 OPS over 92 games in Corpus Christi this year. So there is, I mean, there is power and skill there. He had 20 home runs in, in 92 games. He had a 616 slugging. Um, based off what I saw in AAA, I don't know if, I think it was just an adjustment period. It was 32 games. Um, and so maybe there's a there's an option to be one of the three outfielders in Houston. And I think that may be a role that he plays. You know, Bregman's getting up there in age, things like that. But either way, love me some Justin Durden. Um, we don't do a ton of interviews on this show, but we may have to bring Justin Durden on the show because I've heard he's tons of fun in the clubhouse as well. Uh, there's a bunch of guys here that are top prospects that are with the MLB team. So just kind of, I mean, if you've been watching, you've seen some of them. Hunter Brown is a guy that you absolutely saw. 2019 fifth rounder. At one point in time, he was number one, one of the number one pitching prospects in baseball. But power pitcher, absolutely idolized Justin Verlander and looks a lot like him on the mound. Uh, power forcing fastball can hit 99. He throws it up in the zone just like everybody does in this system. Uh, gets a lot of late life to get swinged and misses. He's got a, um, a big sweeping slider, swing and miss pitch. He's got a spike curveball. Has gotten much better at repeating the delivery and disguising those based on arm speed and arm slot to the fastball. Done a lot of work on that. Uh, he used to kind of lose, lose his release point. The delivery would be inconsistent. Done a lot better with that. Uh, stats this year, AAA. 23 games, 255 ERA with 106 innings, 134 strikeouts to 45 walks. But at the major league level during the regular season, he got two starts, and then they said, We're going to throw you in the bullpen for the rest of the playoff run. And he's that's where he is right now, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, 20 innings, 0.89 ERA, 22 strikeouts to seven walks. So three walks per nine, 9.7 strikeouts per nine. Love what I've seen from Hunter Brown. He's gotten much better with the game-to-game consistency, the inning-to-inning consistency of the delivery, of the arm slot, of the release point. And I think that he's probably going to be one of the next great um, Astros pitchers. I'm not going to say a number one because it's so rare to see those, but I could absolutely see you know, a number three, maybe even a number two. Uh, two catchers here. Number two catcher in this or number two prospect in the system, Yanya Diaz, and number six prospect in the system, Corey Lee. So I like Diaz as a backup catcher, even though he's the higher prospect. He's hit at every level. Uh, solid defensive profile. Well, okay, correction. Um, above average offense, kind of iffy on the defense. Um, I think here the arm is good. But the receiving needs some work. The defense needs some work. And part of it is he splits his time between first base and catching. So ultimately, I think the defensive profile ends up, I mean, he's going to be fringe to okay. He's going to be fine on defense. He's not going to be your everyday starter, especially the Astros. You saw what like what Maldonado did this year. They absolutely... Uh, prefer defense over offense at the catching position. So I like him as a backup catcher, a guy who can DH, a guy who can play first base, do a lot of the stu- that, that, that stuff for you, plus raw power. Contacts, fringe to average, but it's going to be enough, again, as a backup catcher. Corey Lee's the one that I love the tools. 
he's just super raw. So, absolute cannon of an arm. I mean, this thing is, this thing absolutely goes. He changed his stance. He's been optimizing his defense, is what we're calling it here. Uh, he's he's changed his stance. He's a one knee catcher now. He can get pop times at like one like one point eight seconds. Arms a cannon. Accuracy's lead, a little to be worked on. He's still working on a little bit of the blocking. He's a better receiver. I think he's a better receiver than Yanni Diaz is. Um, the game calling he does pretty good at that uh, with that from what I understand. But still working on blocking balls in the dirt, things like that. He's done some work to to fix the accuracy issues, and we're, we're it's again it's we're optimizing the defense here. It's a work in progress. Offensively, kind of reworked his batting stance. He had a lot of stuff going on when he got into professional baseball. He streamlined it. It's a lot more um, stay of a stable base. It's a lot less extra movement in it. A lot quieter. He can um, he he drives the ball better. Doesn't have as many ground balls. He used to pull a lot of balls to the. Uh, Pull a lot of ground balls to his pull side. Now uh, he uses his whole body. He drives the ball, gets line drives to more of the field. He has um, he has above average power. So slash line this year: 104 games in AAA, 238, 307, 483, 25 home runs, 47 extra base hits. Struck out 127 times with 36 walks. Again in 104 games. So Corey Lee. Lots of tools. We're just working on optimizing the defense, optimizing the swing, and getting some of the polish. He's not going to be ready next year. They called him up this year for 12 games, batted 160 with an on-base of 192. He's not ready yet, but he has a ton of tools, and when everything clicks, he's going to be a great catcher. He's going to be a really good catcher. Let me, cor- let me correct. He's going to be a really good catcher. Another guy that got called up and got, I think, maybe one game. Third baseman Joe Perez, 2017 second rounder, um, out of high school, 6'2", 215. And he has just, he has missed so much time. Uh, he, they, they, they drafted him knowing he needed Tommy John. He had Tommy John, I believe, like literally the day after the draft. Had the surgery, um, and then shoulder surgery in 2018, played some in 2019, Pandemic in 2020, he had like 209 professional at-bats going into last year. So last year was very much learning on the job. High A to double A. This year was double A to triple A. And again, he got one game in the majors. I think he got one plate appearance. Uh, Did not, uh, I believe he struck out. Yeah, he struck out. Uh, But this year in double A, 64 games, 265, 335, 397. Six home runs, 22 extra base hits. Swing is kind of long, but he has the strength to make it work. So you need to streamline that a little bit. Still has a better power tool over a hit tool. So one of those, again, your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. So you still have some work to do here. Um, But they think that he may be able to stick at third base, has a plus arm, range isn't great. Um, so the fallback is left field, but either way, Joe Perez is a guy that just needs some more work. He again has tools, he has power, he has a plus arm. He just ha- he just needs reps. 
Great week this week. Enjoy the games this week. And remember, if you have questions for the mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Again, enjoy the playoff baseball this weekend because it's going to be gone sooner than we want to admit. And until next week, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. (laughs) 